When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Continuing with our journey over the past 25 years of Ravens history from 1996 through 2020, just been enjoying this retrospective tremendously. And we've had a lot of people who've wanted to talk about losses in games. The 2006 loss to the Colts, the 2011 loss to the Patriots in the AFC Championship. I got someone today who wants to do the 2007 loss to the to New England. Uh, This is a good one. (laughs) We're going to talk about the uh, 2011 opener against the Steelers. Here to do it with me, Eric Zikafus. Eric, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Ken. How are you? I I can't complain. First of all, am I pronouncing your name correctly? Actually, you were perfect on it, which is rare. Okay, I, I, you know, I think I knew a uh, a person by that name, but we'll talk after the show about that. Tell folks where they can talk uh, football with you. Well, uh, basically, Twitter is my main social media platform. Um, it's Zikafoos ninety two on Twitter. Um, don't really do a whole lot on there, but like to tweet some stuff about the Ravens every now and then. <laughs> but I'm uh, working on right. trying to get uh, a little bit of a better following of you know people on there. It's kind of hard sifting through some of the. Twitter takes, if you will, <laughs> to find yeah, actual goes. good points. But it's a it's a process to to get interactions uh, going like that. But we appreciate that, Eric. So it, set this up for us in terms of the 2011 opener and how you, how you'd like to discuss the game. Well, I think a couple of points going into it. I, um, you know, 
I remember when that season started, we had just lost to Pittsburgh in the 2010 divisional round after leading 21 to seven at halftime. Uh, so, you know, it, this, I think this game meant a lot to Ravens fans because we heard all off season that year about the Ravens can't beat the Steelers and blah, 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 blah. You know, we had beaten or they had beaten us three times in 2008 for goodness sake. So, I mean, it, we were still very much, I think, catching up to Pittsburgh at that point. So, you know, going into this game, I think this one meant a lot. We, you know, we definitely needed to show that we could beat this team, I think. Um, so, I mean, that's my main thing I remember going into the game was just how badly I think the Ravens wanted to beat this team. <laughs> right. Big high stakes game for a season opener. And, yeah. and I generally don't like that. I, I like, uh, you know, to ease into it and whatnot. But the Ravens. <laughs> They won this 2011 opener. We're going to talk about that a little bit. And then they well, then they went to Pittsburgh and they won on the 92 yard drive capped by the Torrey Smith touchdown. Probably so, one of the best uh, plays there that I remember. Yeah. <laughs> and and a, a, and probably one of the best seasons of play up there with maybe 2006 of of Ravens versus Steelers results. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. All right, well, take, take us through a little bit of this game, and I'm going to interject as we go, of course, because this is one of my favorites as well, and sure. uh, you'll have a hard time holding me back. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, one of the other things, you know, going into the game that I thought was, you know, pretty special, you know, aside from the on-the-field stuff, was being that it was the 10th anniversary of 9-11. That was obviously a huge part of the pregame. And as a, as a Ravens fan, it was really nice to get to see uh, Michelle Miller do the uh, Star-Spangled Banner on television in that game. Unfortunately, I didn't get to go to this one in person, so I was watching the broadcast. Uh, so that was a cool point. But, uh, you know, I'd say, you know, the game really started off pretty hot for the Ravens offense, I would say, in that game. I mean, first play from scrimmage, you know, Ray Rice running right behind the new left tackle Bryant McKinney at the time. He, you know, he bust one off for 30 plus yards or whatever. And this is very much a Steelers defense at the time that didn't really give up a lot of yards on the ground. They, they stopped the run. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was a, that was a that was a tough front seven for sure. And, you know, to start the game off like that, I think that kind of got the juices flowing a little bit for the team, you know, and, and then Anquan Bolton just making – Anquan Bolden catches on the first drive. So I think, you know, we came out hot for sure. And you could tell which team I think wanted this game a little bit more right from the start. I remember Flacco's touchdown to Bolden being one. He dropped right on, uh, not really right on the bucket as much as right on Bolden's hip. And (laughs) and he kind of pinned the ball against his hip is my recollection of the thing Mm -hmm. and and, uh, maintained possession. It was one of those catches that when you're watching in in the slow-mo, you're like, how did he not drop that? (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah. Just like I said, Anquan Bolden doing Anquan Bolden things. It's you know, <laughs> and then uh, you know, I would say a very underrated play. You know, as you're going back, especially if you go back and rewatch it, knowing you know what how it unfolded. Kerry Williams breaks up a pass on I think it's the Steelers' first drive, maybe the second, but it, it's after we're up seven to nothing, and it's a third down play, and I can't. Re- recall the receiver but he, he makes a great play on the ball breaks up a pass and kind of puts him back on the bench there it gave us an opportunity to get back out there and establish that 14 and nothing lead that I, you know and i think it all kind of fell into place after that you know what i mean um, that was actually mike wallace who would later play for the ravens on 36 <laughs> 11 q1 mike wallace one of the few steelers that actually had a good game that day <laughs> mm-hmm. didn't mean much but okay. Yeah, so, I mean, my biggest play- takeaways from the beginning of the game were just how fast they came out and started. And, you know, and then Terrell Suggs getting the, the forced fumble that uh, I believe might have been recovered by Haloti Nada on that one, mm-hmm. which who 
add an incredible game. I'm sure we'll talk more about as we go along here. Um, but that, those are definitely, I feel like it, we came out of the gates wanting that game a lot more than the Steelers did. Obviously gave up a touchdown in the first quarter, but, you know, <laughs> you know you're going to give up some every once in a while, right? So one other thing I definitely noticed. I'm sorry, go ahead, Ken. No, that's, that's okay. I, I, I want to know whether you want to talk about the defense at some point here, but the, you, you go ahead. You got another oh, yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, the, um, I was going to say was, you know, one of the things I remember, you know, watching this game and in hindsight it didn't age well was the, the commentators talking about how great of an addition Lee Evans was going to be to the Ravens' offense. <laughs> <laughs> they had a very, very rough day that day, I think, and we all know how that story ended, unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, now I mean – Lee Evans, during that season – uh, Flacco throwing to Lee Evans had a passer rating of 0.0. .0. So he threw, I think it was 27 passes, four completes, three interceptions, uh, obviously no touchdowns or we would have a positive passer rating, but that's just about as bad as it can be. Yeah. That was, uh, not one of the more memorable signings <laughs> or that was, might've been a trade, right? I can't really recall. I try to block it out. <laughs> yeah. Let's say, um, do you have a point you want to make about any of the, uh, the early stuff there? Yeah. Well, they, I, I, I want to make a general point about the game is that this ended up being a game dominated by the Ravens' defensive stars more than any other. And mm -hmm. if you want to go back and ever tell your kids who Haloti Nada, Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs, and Ray Lewis were, watch them, have them watch this game because they, they all had unbelievable contributions to a 7 to nothing turnover win for the Ravens in this game. Mm -hmm. And we can go over that whenever you're ready if, if you want. Yeah, that to, is you know, a very good point that, you know, the, the Steelers matched points and turnovers in that game, which I thought was just in, insane. You know, you, you score seven points but turn the ball over seven times. I don't know how often mm -hmm. in the NFL that you tie a turnover ratio with your points production, but that's – that's probably little, not many. That's not crazy. Many more, not, it wouldn't be much more often than the number of shutouts. Yeah. So I, I, I did think that that was one of the statistics came away from the game. Just like, wow, that that's insane. <laughs> yeah. So let's go through this just a little bit because it's interesting. Ray Lewis uh, had an interception himself. Mm -hmm. He tipped another ball that I believe was intercepted and had a forced fumble uh, that uh, uh, he, he sorry, forced to fumble himself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ed Reed, two interceptions, should have been three more passes <laughs> defense to the game. Yeah, Ed, Ed got to a lot of balls, didn't he? But yeah, he didn't, he didn't intercept every one, and, and that was okay because he got to a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the one that he dropped in this particular game, I still remember it. He you could tell he was mad at himself. That's very, it was an uncharacteristic Ed Reed drop of an interception. So, but he made up for it, he got two more. So <laughs> Terrell Suggs had three uh, sacks in the mm -hmm. game for 25 yards. Those included two forced fumbles. Yep. You alluded to one of them there. And both, I believe both of those were recovered by the Ravens. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then Alodinata uh, had one of the really great games of his career. Only mm -hmm. four tackles, but he, he tipped a pass that I believe might have yep. been intercepted, had a forced fumble, and that was the Mendenhall mm -hmm. eyes wide open <laughs> yeah. play. And then Great recovered play. two others. I mean, how often does a nose tackle or defensive tackle assemble a game yeah. like that? It's very uncommon. He he definitely had, I would say, I mean, it may not have been statistically his best game as a Raven, but as a Ravens fan, that is definitely the game that I'll always remember Haloti Nada for that game. That and breaking Ben's nose, you know. <laughs> yep. But I think, yep. you know, going back to the, the Haloti play, I, if I remember correctly, that was the first play from scrimmage to start the second half. 
Ravens were up 21 to 7 at the time, which I know a lot of fans were having deja vu flashbacks probably at that point to the 2010 divisional game. <laughs> like here, here we are again. Let's, you know, hope, hopefully it works out this time. And then the Ravens came out and just kind of put a lot of those reservations to bed to start that third quarter. That whole third quarter sequence, I think within the first 30 seconds was just a lot of chaos, you know, in the positive sense, but you know, yeah. You're, you're, uh, I, I, I just say quickly, you're absolutely right. It was the first play of the second half. Hmm. So, uh, forced fumble immediately Flacco through to Dixon mm-hmm. for an 18 yard touchdown pass. Immediately kind of <laughs> yeah, fist in the air, everything going on. Yeah. The Ravens then, you know, lined up to kick the extra point and what happened? Oh, Sam cook up the middle for two. <laughs> There you go. It's a great, so, great, so the great Steelers, play. <laughs> the Steelers lined up very unbalanced on that mm-hmm. play, and you, you, there are rules about how many you can have on each line, uh, each side of the line of scrimmage now. But I think at that time you were allowed to have three and eight on the two sides, and they did that trying to you know get in there and block the kick. Yeah, you know the Ravens saw it and said, okay, we're not going to allow other teams to try and block our kicks, which is really the the, the thought behind this. So they had Cook run up for a two-point conversion. A lot of people said they were showing up the Steelers, but I, I don't think that was really the case. I really don't think that was the case either. I think it was one of those things where the Ravens saw what they were doing and, and said, you know what, we're, we're going to make teams think about this going forward. So if you're going to do that, we're going to take advantage of it. And they did. And so I don't think any Ravens fan in the stadium or watching at home that day was upset that they added a couple extra points on Pittsburgh. So no. it's fair game. The, the, the very the very next play after the kickoff, mm. Roethlisberger passed short middle, but Nada got his paw on the ball that and was, Lewis intercepted yes. it. And so that that sequence there, just you know, thinking about that play to play, so to speak. I mean, you come out in third quarter, absolute game record type play by Nada. Get, recovers his own fumble. He did, he did everything he possibly could do on that play. Then you turn around in the immediate ensuing offensive play, like you said, touchdown. I think Ravens fans were losing their minds probably at this point. <laughs> but And, you know, and like you said, the, they get the ball back and immediately give it right back to us. It's just it, it almost seemed like they wanted the Ravens to win that day. Well, my, my recollection uh, is of Tomlin at that point, and he was mm. furious. Oh, yeah. And I can't remember if it was after the fumble by Mendenhall or after the interception, uh, the second one. But, I mean, he was obviously fed up with the turnovers and, mm-hmm. and basically was was waving his sheet or card or whatever he had in his hand uh, is uh his hand to get the players off the field and say come on you know we gotta stop this and uh yeah. except it was much more animated than that you'd have to really watch the video to to, to just see how upset he was yeah he was not a happy camper that day <laughs> yeah let's see, i say um another point that i want to make about the way uh you know the defense played in this particular game was a play that jared johnson made who's to me probably one of the I'd say maybe not underrated is not the right word to use because I think Ravens fans that have been watching for a while really appreciate what Jaron Johnson did. But he's not one of the most heralded guys, you know, in Ravens history. And a lot of, not a lot of people on the outside talk about him much. He made a play on, I believe, I forget the drive it was specifically, but they, they went to try to run him out, uh, Heinz Ward out on like a little sort of motion yes. sort of thing to try to get him out in the flat. And... Jared Johnson just stonewalled him behind the line. It, it was one of those plays as a Ravens fan, you know, we, I don't, I think I speak for a lot of us when I say we aren't really fond of Hans Ward and uh, it, to see that play was just fantastic. <laughs> so that, that to me was one of those. And I believe that play got intercepted. I believe that was one of Reed's two picks that he had in that game. 
if I remember oh. correctly. I could be wrong on that, but I, I'm almost certain because I want to say Heinz Ward was the obvious read on the play that Roethlisberger was trying to get the ball to. And when that happened, it kind of threw that whole play off. And I think he kind of just lofted one up. And I believe that was one of the ones Reed came down with. So the all around, just a, just an incredible play. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, a great memory there. I had not recalled that specifically, mm. but, uh, but you know, certainly all <laughs> off ball linebackers and, and he played a little bit off ball, a little bit on ball in his, in his career with the Ravens, but all off ball linebackers really live for the opportunity to knock a receiver backwards and pancake him within mm-hmm. five yards of the line of scrimmage. Cause it's, that's where you get the legal contact. You get one shot. And if you line it up just right, you know, Chad Johnson goes back to the sideline and, <laughs> and, and says, I accidentally ran into Ray Lewis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably concussed at the time. Yeah, it's like so. turning into a dump truck or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that play, I remember that one, like it, it's very vividly ingrained in my memory just because of how much disdain I had for Heinz Ward at the time. <laughs> so, that was a good one. <laughs> this, this game, in a lot of ways, uh, set the tone for the 2011 season. The the, the Ravens, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I think came back 92 yards, uh, culminated on the Torrey Smith catch at Pittsburgh to win that game with just a few seconds left. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it uh, you know was one of the Ravens' division winning years. Uh, they actually got a bye uh, as the number two seed into the divisional round, played the Texans at home, beat them, yeah. and then went to the AFC Championship and, of course, lost it to the to the Patriots. Hey, you know, I, at this point, I just, I just tell myself that game happened for a reason, that AFC Championship game. You know, it, it, that, that made us stronger for the next year. That's where I'm looking at it. <laughs> All right. Everybody looking for some sort of consolation. But I do appreciate <laughs> the fact, Eric, that you picked a positive game to look at as opposed to a lot of the negative. And I know people have different feelings about this, about what they want to remember, but I want to remember some of the positive games oh, as well, certainly. Definitely. And, uh, and this was a great one. Yeah, I would say so. It, it definitely is one. I, I mean, outside of, I'd say, playoff games, Super Bowls, those obvious ones, you know, and some of the later season high stakes, regular season games, I think back to 2018 against the Browns most recently. But I would say as far as just a standard regular season game goes, for me, this is probably one of the better ones I can recall. I mean, there's other ones for sure, but th- this one sticks out very special. <laughs> and I, I think I'm like you, and I'd love to hear from other Ravens fans about this, but I'm like you in that I'm perfectly happy with a boring, quote-unquote, Ravens win. One lopsided is what I mean. Yeah. Ravens win 100%. as opposed to <laughs> as opposed to a 23-20 to 20 exciting win. I, I really don't need another... Even though the Tucker kick was great, I don't want to see another game like that Lions game again. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I I don't need any cardiac problems thanks to yeah. the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Eric, thanks so much for coming on. This is really good. This is exactly what we're looking for in terms of a, of a review of a, of a past game and, and good memories of it. And you obviously got a very special visual memory of it still to remember things like the Jarrett Johnson hit. <laughs> uh, tell folks where they can find you on Twitter, Dan. Um, it's at, uh, at Zikafoos92. Um, the spelling's a little goofy, but... Um, I can, uh, I'm sure it'll go on your Twitter when you post this up or whatever, but uh, it's uh, Zikafoos92 on Twitter. Um, certainly will be there when it's posted on Twitter. Some people just get the pod, and if you're just listening to the pod, then it's at, at Z-I-C-K-A Foos, as in, well, Foos, F-O-O-S-E. <laughs> so, just think Foosball, uh, basically. <laughs> yeah, and then 92. Yep. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, Eric, thanks for coming on. If you're out there and you'd like to do one of these episodes, send me a DM on Twitter. We're looking for a narrow topic, a game, a player, a player comparison, a trend in Ravens history. We have edge setters, dime backs. You want to talk about any of those things? That's great. Uh, try not to make the topic too deep because it's something we got to get into in 15 to 20 minutes at some depth. And, uh, it, you know, allow for good storytelling on both sides and, and, uh, and the topic will be all the better. Uh, Eric, exactly meaning this. Thanks so much for coming on. No problem, Ken. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.